Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 244 of the Pixels and Ink podcast. I am your host, Cody Orm, and we are at Threat Level Midnight. That's an office reference right there. The <laughs> NES Classic Edition has been discontinued. Everyone panic. Go to your local store, pillage, loot, yeah. riot in the streets. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I'm worth, banging. Well, it's worth noting it's been discontinued, but... There's one more shipment. That's true. After yeah. the discontinuing, conveniently so, enough. Yeah. In an interview with IGN, um, conveniently enough, the uh, the the, I think it was the director of marketing. Uh, he said that throughout April, North America, ter- oh, NOA, so North American territories, were received the last shipments of the uh, NES classic edition system this year uh we encourage anyone interested in obtaining the system to check out with uh, to check with retail outlets regarding availability we understand that there uh that there's been difficult yeah mm-hmm. there's been uh, it has been difficult for many consumers to find the system and for that we apologize we have paid close attention to con- consumer feedback and we greatly appreciate the incredible level of consumer interest and support for the product so I don't know about you. What I'm getting from that is loot, pillage, I'm, riot uh-huh. in the streets. I'm getting that they've it's run its course and they're probably release a new one with different games on it. Probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's probably that's what I'm getting from it. But um, I mean, there was a few good games in that system, and then like 20 games you doesn't that no one cares about. Like so, Balloon Fight. Uh-huh. No let one me, should pay money for Balloon Fight. Uh-huh. Let me share a little story with you guys about the NES Classic Edition. So I can talk about it now because I don't work there. But when I that launched, inside baseball. Mm-hmm. when that launched, um, I was working at Toys R Us. I was a freelance writer. I needed a part-time job on the side, um, and I was working in a video game section. We had a empty box that we kept under the counter. It mm-hmm. didn't have anything in it. Uh, it was a display box, and we said, "You know what? We're just asking for trouble to have that out." So we kept it under a counter. Um, I, not me, but someone opened the drawer once and a customer was walking by and started losing it on the cashier. Why are you holding this for people? What are you doing? Da, da, da. We weren't. We had to take it out and show them that it was <laughs> just a display box. It was just a display box. Oh, people go insane over that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I definitely think it's cool. And if it had been readily available. I would have gotten one. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, but I, I have, have hashtag no regrets yeah. about it ultimately. Um, I got one yeah. for my significant other, and uh, it's it's fun. Um, and the, the, I think the cool thing is is that you can play your not yours, but you can play these classic games in HD. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, well, that's the can, appeal. You can't. You can play them on an HD TV. They aren't in HD. That's what mm-hmm. I meant. You can play yeah. them on an HD. They're TV, still pixelated. It doesn't. They yeah. Don't, yeah. don't suddenly have like modern. No, no, no. no. Yeah, I meant yeah. that you can play it on an HD TV, yeah. not that yeah. like all of a sudden, like oh my god, yeah, yeah. Kirby Dreamland looks so fantastic now. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just it, it's, it's playing an NES on an HD TV sucks. It's yeah. it's not fun. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it's um component out, isn't it? Composite? Out? Yeah. Composite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's compo- comp- composite, I believe. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I'm horrible with my busy- the early video format. No, fair tables. enough. Yeah, I always used to. Uh, I mean, the, the main deterrent I had on Keeping From was just that all the games that were on it that I would yeah. play over and over again, I already had on my Wii yeah. from the eShop. Yeah. So. yeah. It's uh, it's cool, though. Um, yeah. And especially to see a lot of people who are non gamers kind of pick it up and like want to be gamers. Yeah. Um, so? that's, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
sure. It was a, it was a really fun. It idea. was a neat thing. If yeah. they if they made it kind of a thing that you could just kind of get over the holidays, mm. and it was in every store, and it was like thirty bucks, and this mm. was kind of a thing you could just get. Mm. That'd be neat. Mm. It was far too rare, mm-hmm. and Nintendo knew that. There's mm-hmm. no way they're like, huh? No one wanted this thing that we hyped up for so long, mm-hmm. and only gave each store like three units. Mm-hmm. Wow! How did yeah. that happen? They didn't really hype <laughs> it up that much. They, they did a lot of teasers, like it's coming. They mm. announced it, and they, they like they did a bit of tease. They did some tease for it, like um, it's coming, I think. And then they had like the classic Nintendo letters. You're like, oh, mm. it's coming. Yeah, yeah. And well, it was it was cool. They did standard mark. It wasn't like yeah, they no, it was not, they didn't normal, make it seem like they're making a new console. It's like, hey, here's a little thing we're doing, and it was kind of yeah. cool to see Nintendo do something that wasn't directly related to one of their main consoles that they yeah. had on the market yeah, yeah. at the time. So anyway, that's kind of neat. We'll get more into uh, game news in a second. Uh, but last week we did a top list. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many it was in there. I don't. I don't think it was ten. I think it was seven actually. Uh-huh. You picked three um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, here's a little thing I learned in in J school. People are attracted to odd numbers. Huh. Sexually. Yeah, I'm joking. Uh, but no, that's why when you like walk down the street and you go to like a magazine stand, yeah, yeah. it's like. Seven ways to please your man, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Makes sense. I honestly never noticed. Well, it's because you're not reading enough Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, people are uh, visually attracted to weird numbers. So, mm-hmm. with that in spirit, Ukulele came out this week? Last week? Last week. It wasn't this week. Ukulele came out last week. I think. I think it was this week. I don't remember. Ukulele came out. Yeah. After years of With hype. Embargo times, it all blends together. That's the thing. I don't. I. I have a hard time deciphering. It's still not out on the Switch. Well, I'm not surprised. That was. It's coming. But anyway, Ukulele is out, and uh, for those who are not in the know, it's a game made by a bunch of ex Rare developers. Yep. That's supposed to play like Banjo Tooie, or mm-hmm. Kazooie, whichever one. Pick your poison. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I thought you know it'd be cool. What if we did a little bit of a list, and we published this last week, of the games you should experience before playing ukulele. So I can talk about my list, and maybe we can talk a little bit about like what games would be on your list. Maybe there'll be some crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had seven. Six. I had six. One second. I'm going to double check. One, two, three, four, five, six. I had six. Technically seven, because I split the last one into a tie. So let's do this. So I put Rayman 2, The Great Escape. Sure. That's a great game. Uh-huh. It's a good game, yeah. Oh, my God. You guys suck. <laughs> not captivating radio at all. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I think it would be more interesting if we just kind of said our favorite games. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. over a list, people can just go online. Mm-hmm. You can go online and check it out on cgmagonline.com because well, these people suck and don't want to participate. Uh-huh. Well, well, I would just say our favorite like platformers. That's far more interesting. Yeah, we're doing three 3D platformers from yeah. that era. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, obviously Mario Mario 64. Okay. It's because it's groundbreaking and so easy to lose. So we're not going to do. Wait. So now I have a question now. If we're we're changing the rules on me last minute. Yeah, that's what I do. Just keep you in your toes. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, If we're doing that, are we picking 3D platformers from any era? Are we sticking to the PS1 and 64 era? Surprise Because this list was. This list I made. Let's stick. Let's stick to okay, the era. Okay, because this list I made was based on the N64 PS1 era because that's, that's what ukulele is based fine. on. Okay, that's fine. Okay, let's stick with that then. Okay. It makes perfect sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go on. So, so yeah, so Mario 64 is really good um, from that era, obviously. Um, and is that your favorite? 
Um, I guess. I mean, it must be the one that I played the most. I mean, does Shadows of the Empire count? No. Okay. I don't think so. That's just like a 3D shooter. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's 3D. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Like, that's, it's 3D that, and humble That's systems. definitely the one I played the most. Oh, and, and Donkey Kong 64. I was a huge fan kind of, of at the time, too. Very similar games. Very much so. Yeah. But with one, you were a monkey and could, like, swing on they vines. Um, and, and Diddy had a rocket pack. Yeah. Donkey Kong <laughs> was a little bit different. Um, it was more kind of like Banjo-Tooie, Kazooie. Less where overworld type thing. More overworld. Really? Um, mm. The whole game was – the. it was very, like – you go into an area, you collect a certain amount of items, uh, and you use those items to unlock the next area. Okay. Mm. Um, fun fact about Donkey Kong 64, did you know it technically didn't need the expansion pack to work? But oh, for really? some reason, like it didn't, like on a technical standpoint, it's fine without the expansion pack. But for whatever reason, the game wouldn't run without it. That's why it was packed in with Donkey Kong 64. Because they couldn't, they're like, it's not working. I don't know why. For whatever reason, it works when this thing's plugged in. <laughs> so just pack it in there and get it out. Interesting. So it just came with a free expansion pack. Yeah. I could be lying about that. Mm. I heard a rumor. <laughs> we as we as journalists just report every rumor as fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. That's how hardcore we are. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, according Facts to... the wind. According to, uh, to some commenters, we are just a Lee Echo press release site. Because <laughs> we reported a story of them not purchasing another thing, mm-hmm. yeah, not because they are in financial troubles, but that's a lot of rumored financial troubles, so mm-hmm. we don't want to get into the rumors. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> but you know, we know what we know what you're talking about. The person that might be listening, but probably isn't. Mm-hmm. We just chose not to talk about it because, as of this point, it's still kind of all weird and hush hush because the Chinese government is weird. Mm-hmm. But you know, indeed, yeah, indeed. So other 3D platformers. What ones did you love? Right oh, now? wait one second. So I got yeah. the story. Technically, I wasn't wrong. So okay. it was a, I, I mixed up the story a little bit. They advertised the expansion pack as the game is so big yeah. mm. that it can't run without it. However, according to Chris Marlowe, who was one of the programmers for the game, mm. the actual issue was that there was a game-breaking bug that could only be prevented by the expansion <laughs> pack. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. So there you go. Anyway, mm. that's kind of your amazing. favorite. Mm-hmm. That's kind of amazing. Okay, so my choice. Um, I like Medieval. No, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, Medieval. Oh, Medieval! Yeah, I forgot one. about Medieval. <laughs> oh, that was really good. Yeah, yeah really I really like Medieval yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I know it wasn't the best 3D platform of the time. It's just. That's I got on the more of the PS One era stuff. Yeah, that did yeah. The Nintendo stuff, and it had a really cool aesthetic. It did. Yeah, it, it was a little more like a little darker. And yeah, 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 so yeah, gritty. Yeah. yeah, it was like gritty, uh, angsty, ghosts and goblins yeah. or something. It was yeah, very similar to that. Yeah. Um, it was also really hard, if I remember correctly. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I don't go back and play a lot of the uh, PS One. PS One stuff. I, I, a lot of people have <laughs> less nostalgia for PS One stuff than they do mm. the Nintendo stuff. The PS1 has some really good games back in the day. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It did, definitely. All right, so I will throw out one that is... Did I even start the list? Did I say the first one yet? Because one of them was something I had on the list. Yeah, you just said Rayman. But we'll yeah, you, we'll so Rayman 2. Is that, is that your selection? That's one of them. Because Rayman 2 is awesome. Want. Well, no, I want to say Rayman 2. I really like that game. Okay. That's one of my favorite games it ever. Like a constellation prize. Mm-hmm. No, like, I guess if I had. Well, to no, because I wanted. More. I was gonna list them in a different order. That's okay. why. So Rayman Two was. Uh, I feel like it doesn't get enough love. I feel like it's a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. It it came out in a time when it was competing with like Mario sixty four. Wasn't it? Like, it was after that. No, it came out in nineteen ninety nine. 
Yeah. Came out a year yeah, after so Mario 64. After. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't a year. It was a couple years. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, it yeah. came out the same year as Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. Sure, but if I remember correctly, the Mario, uh, Mario 64 came out like the start of the N64. Yeah, it did. And right. uh, Rayman 2 came out near the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. It, it didn't get a lot of love, though. Mm. That's the thing is what I'm trying to say. Uh, it was on the Dreamcast. It was also on the PS1. Dreamcast one was the, the best version ever. That's yeah, that's yeah. what mm. people heard, and a lot of people said it was because there wasn't as much clutter to like. Also it didn't get drowned. It had a chance to shine there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it just had better, more power. Well, yeah, the Dreamcast was. It, it, it was. It was. It did what Nintendo don't. It was, don't. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> thinking. Was that their pro- their slogan for it? It's yeah, it's yeah. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Come on now. <laughs> I like the one where um, they're all. It's for. It was a commercial for SegaNet. And they're all standing around their, like, they're not standing around. They're all sitting in front of their computers. Yeah. And, like, I think it's, like, America the, what is it? America the Beautiful, America the I Brave. remember. Whatever the song is that they play at, like, baseball games that's not that, their actual national anthem. Sure. <laughs> it was, like, playing in the background, and, like, things are exploding. That was a good one. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was Sega. Anyway, and the other one I was going to say is uh, Conquest Bad Fur Day. I disagree with that choice, but that's fine. Yeah, that was, no, that was fun. fun. That was good, filthy fun. It was fun. not a good game, though. I mean, They're not a good it was game. Ju- it was just kind of a neat novelty more than an actual good game. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But that was an era when games were mostly novelties. Fair, Even the yeah. good ones were, yeah, like just you know, in-depth novelties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think it's cool. I mean. What do you think about just like the absurdity of it? Like, mm-hmm. there's, but, I mean, like, there's a pitchfork that tries to hang itself but can't because he doesn't have a neck. There's a, mm-hmm. a giant poo monster. To be fair, it's dark British humor. A drunken scarecrow. Oh. My personal favorite was Greg the Grim Reaper. It was fine. It was to me. It never caught me. Like I played yeah. it. I'm like, eh, this is the thing. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was Maybe really I'm just fun. Older than you, that could be one. Maybe mm-hmm. I have more sophisticated tastes mm-hmm. than you. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I also think that, like, obviously, we're leaving out Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, which are fantastic games in their own right. I can't go back and play them, personally, because... Mm. Uh, no, they're good games. They were good games for their time. No, However, they don't games. have they don't have the, like, lasting appeal, to me at least, of, like, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. Because mm-hmm. you're not going back and playing those games for their gameplay. Why? They were good games. They were good games for their time. A lot of games from the N64 era are hard to go back to. Mm-hmm. It yeah. depends on what they are. I mean, yeah. like Mario Kart and GoldenEye. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, those are fine. Yeah. There are points. Is not a good game. There are points in Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Never gonna agree with you on that one. Uh, <laughs> there's there's football after this. There's <laughs> actually a um, a level in Banjo Kazooie, a boss where you have to fly in first person and try to shoot, and oh, it's the mm. most frustrating. That's what I'm saying. There's stuff like that where it's like, yeah, at the time we put up with it because it was so revolutionary, but like, it's not easy to go back to sometimes. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. But yeah, that was kind of fun. We're going to game news now. Game news. Nice. So, game news. Did you guys hear about Porsche? Porsche is showing up in all of the games now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they the make first money. thing. Why would they not? The mm-hmm. first time. Uh, so this was on um, April 11th. Mm-hmm. Porsche confirms. Well, it wasn't Porsche. I think, guess it was like Sony that did it. Um, they announced that Gran Turismo is going to. Gran Turismo is going to be in Porsche for the first time. Porsche is going to be in Gran Turismo yes. for the first time ever. In all Porsches, you're just going to be able to play Gran Turismo mm-hmm. yeah. as you drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's safe. <laughs> that would be mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Gran Tur- I almost said it again. Yeah. Porsche is going to be in Gran Turismo for the first time. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, <laughs> that two-timing company mm. also announced a six-year partnership to be in Forza. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. They make money for every place they license the thing to. Like yeah. anything else licensed. I just think it's funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, you know, big advertising yeah. for them as well. Like, yeah. Hey, everyone wants to buy Porsches now. That's yeah. great. Totally. But it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. I mean, if you like Porsche. Yeah. I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. And then got more game news. Got more game news. Oh, uh, did you guys hear about the Rick and Morty VR game? Oh, no. There's a Rick and Morty VR game coming? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. horrible. Yeah? That was a lot of water noise. Yeah. I'm going to stop doing that. Why does it look horrible? Uh, I mean, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> it looks fine. It, it looks like, a, it well, looks like I mean, Rick and Morty. But that's what, yeah. It looks kind of bad. I, I, I'm excited to play it. But that's what, I mean, like, what's, how, what else are you going to do with Rick and Morty? I mean, I guess it would be fun if it were in the actual, like, cell animation as opposed mm-hmm. to any 3D element, but... It's VR. Hard. They yeah. got to take advantage yeah. of the depth and yeah. everything. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. It comes out April twentieth, so mm. it's not that far away. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, well what platform will that be uh, on? Uh, Oculus and HTC Vive. Nice. Yeah. So not with a cell phone and a cardboard. No. Headset. I mean, I'm sure. Like, Sigh. That kind of stuff. I don't think it's going to be that taxing of a game that you wouldn't be able to do like a downgraded version of it. Mm. But I don't know. Um. So not not PlayStation. Uh, did they are they you know even what? No, it's, not, it's not it's not on the list right are they now. even yeah. releasing stuff for playstation vr anymore uh i heard that boy that came and went it was quick. like a couple weeks ago uh sony said something that they want to start marketing the psvr as like a more consumer product but then yeah. i was like well then what was it before i know yeah <laughs> uh, it's not it was, it was a consumer such product. a big deal when it came out and then i've like literally heard nothing since you mean sony VR. treated their peripheral like they've treated all their other peripherals i know <laughs> but this was just supposed to be vr was supposed to be different that's what I was fed. Yeah. yeah. Nope. VR is supposed <laughs> to be. I called that at the time of launch. I was, they're not going to support how, it. How quickly do you think VR is going to go away at this point? I don't think. I, I think know. VR I think is here, going yeah. to. I think VR is going to stick as a very niche thing. That's what I mean, though. Like, it's just always going to be niche, right? I like, think so. Every, like, the last couple of years, all I kept hearing was <laughs> um, VR, <laughs> VR is coming. And then after that, uh, good luck playing any game with a controller and a tv you yeah neanderthal <laughs> but it seems like now vr is here and as far as i can tell it's only mildly more available than before it was here the problem with vr is that um you're putting a lot of trust in developers to make a game that um won't make you sick mm-hmm. um and i don't even trust developers to make a game that i'll enjoy Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to put that trust in them. Yeah, fair enough. Um, with that being said, Microsoft's uh, VR set that's coming out, oh, what's it called, Brendan? The, the Microsoft VR set? HoloLens. HoloLens, yes. Mm. That actually looks pretty cool because it implements some um, augmented reality elements too. Oh, okay. So it's actually like a clear lens that goes over your face. Yeah. And the way that they marketed it, now I don't know if this is ever going to be able to happen, but it's kind of like you're never going to need a TV. Right. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, instead of having this screen that's mounted to a wall, how mm. barbaric, yeah. I put this headset on, and I can make the screen as big as I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that stuff. Yeah. Um, that I can see working. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't think that they'll be able to do things like keep stock of stuff in your fridge like they were saying. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, but with, it's kind of cool, but all VR is kind of cool. And yeah. then, but like, I never really see it outside yeah. of demos. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to need its killer app, and it's going to need consistent proof that it can make an experience that's not going to make you sick. Because right yeah. now, it should even, also be available too. Well, that would be a big is, plus. The problem is too. Okay, so if you want the PlayStation VR set, yeah, you need a PS4 mm. that is at least four ninety nine. Yeah. 
four twenty nine. Sorry. Yeah. Um, if you want to experience it properly, you're gonna get the PS4 Pro, which is four ninety nine. Yeah. And then you're gonna need the headset as well, which without a game is three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna need a game on top of that that's seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So it adds up. It adds up pretty quickly. That's mm-hmm. that's the least expensive serious option. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something with your like cell phone and like a mm-hmm. head strap, yeah, you can yeah. do that. Um, but just financially, it doesn't make sense. It's still it's still pr- very much a rich boys game. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to get like serious about it, mm. you're you need a rig that's over you know like a grand, and then you're gonna need the like the Oculus, which is gonna cost you about like what a thou, something At like least, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like you're gonna be playing, I don't want to say crappy, but crappy indie games essentially because developers aren't gonna want to invest in a big budget title onto something with such a small user base. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Now I have noticed that VR like arcades essentially have started opening up. Yeah, yeah that's enough. And that could yeah. become a I thing. I think that's where it's But even that seems like a fad in and of itself. Like, I think the concept of VR is neat. Yeah. But it's a lot of money to invest in a thing that you need a huge space to run with. Yeah, yeah. And you need a powerful PC to run with. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and it's a lot of investment for everything. Yeah, I think it's I think true. I like until VR. until it's actually like just here's the headset. Yeah. Now you have VR. I don't see it really I think the VR headset arcade concept can kind of work because I think people are more willing now to go out and play video games in public Mm. like in an arcade setting than they were before because before it was like why would I do this video games are on par with arcades now Mm. but now there are just certain experiences that like I think people are starting to learn like you know what there are experiences that are in arcades that are just fun Mm. like Dave and Buster's I think kind of really broke Mm. that mold and I like getting drunk and playing crazy taxis essentially what I want to say 100% So, I don't know. I'm just, it's weird because I just keep hearing constantly VR, 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 VR. Yeah, I mean, I think VR is neat. Yeah. But it's still a niche market. Yeah. They might have two million out there in the world. Mm -hmm. That is not a huge market. Yeah, it's peanuts. Yeah. It's it's not, um, it's not enough to justify it. Yeah. Nintendo's working on VR, right? They said the the Switch could use VR, but Mm -hmm. I can't see that being good. Mm hmm. (laughs) I can't see any good coming from <laughs> it. But, I mean, you never know. Yeah. Um, did you hear about something I wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Whatever. Have you ever heard of Ozen? No. It's this cool little thing um, Ubisoft made. Yeah. Uh, and it's like goes on your finger, mm-hmm. and it helps you like attracts your breathing. Breathing the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's it's supposed to be. I want to say it's almost like what the vitality sensor was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, very but, similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, like tracks your heart rate, it tracks your breathing, it tracks your sleep pattern. It's supposed to help mm-hmm. you like actually like live a healthier life, and okay. um, they're actually bringing it to Canada now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, awesome. I mean, it's kind of cool. Does it work with VR? No. <laughs> no, unfortunately Well, not. then why are you talking to me about it? Wow. I was... Uh, I Interesting. Was... So, like, is this... This is, like, a health thing. This yeah. This is the yeah. game thing. Okay. It's kind of cool I mean, to you see. you play games with breathing, so you, like, you can pilot a maze by, like, controlling your breathing. And... Exciting. Yeah. I mean, like, this would pay off if there were, like... I could see, like, just, psycholo- like, a horror game that yeah. read your that's how... breathing patterns and, Did like... you ever hear about the vitality sensor? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, like, what Nintendo was... Uh, pitching oh totally it. and then like they never released it and then also they made like two horror games on the week well, totally and it also looks stupid too so there's that as well yeah yeah dude but they'd made good horror games on the Wii. that their silent hill they made for the Wii. 
I love that game. I've been game. talking about it so, yeah. so, so good. So long. That was Might Shattered even be, Memories, right? Yeah, Shattered yeah. Memories. Might even be my favorite it is a uh, great, Silent Hill it's game. It's a legitimately amazing game. So There good. was something that and, the... And uh, also there was one that was a, uh, The Grudge oh, yeah. game. It was like a virtual haunted house. That was a good time. And was there anything else? I mean, it, it depends. Do you count like the light shooter stuff? Oh, I mean, yeah. House, like, House of the House Dead. Of the that dead. Falls uh, there was, the genre, there was a... Yeah. The Dead Space Extraction was fantastic. Oh, Dead Space Extraction yeah. was great. Also, another one. It wasn't so much. It was horror based, but uh, the Resident Evil Four we re- we edition. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. really good. Uh, I still consider the definitive edition. Yeah, that was yeah. that was definitely because yeah. like there's something about the motion controls added in for the jump scares that yeah, just yeah. made everything so much yeah, more tense. Yeah. You're just reminding me now that I sold my copy of uh, Dead Space Extinction and. Uh, Oh yeah, Mad oh, World. Mad World's and so now I can't, good. And now they're like impossible to find. Oh, really? You can get Mad World at like Walmart for like ten bucks. It's still in their like ten dollars. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I should go look for it. Again. I mean, you can also sometimes I find it's weird. Sometimes I'll be at Walmart and I'll see like Sin and Punishment Star Successor, yeah, yeah. and it's like sometimes it'll be sixty dollars and sometimes it'll be thirty dollars. And I'm like, I don't know what you're doing with the prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an okay game. Cinema oh, it was really good. That was the one. It yeah. was like a running shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, there's a lot of really. Yeah. I, I was actually just watching. Um, shout out to a YouTuber I like, Peanut Butter Gamer, and oh, yeah. he did his top five favorite. Might have been ten yeah. favorite Wii games, oh, and yeah. um, the Mermusa Demon Blade was number one. Yeah. It's like such a good game that I. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this. Uh, this has nothing to do. Well, no, it has something to do with what we're talking about. There are so many games that they could from the Wii onto the Switch mm-hmm. that, yeah. like, deserve that HD I'm treatment. I'm sure they will. Even, like, something not... This wasn't that popular, but uh, mm. this what started me thinking about it was um, the Conduit, which was supposed to be, like, that their Halo. Yeah. Um, that has an HD version that's out on phones. Oh, really? Yeah. There's no reason why they couldn't just take... It's not Nintendo. That would be Sega that does yeah, that. Yeah. But um, there's no reason why they couldn't just take that and put that on yeah, the Switch. Certainly the Switch remotes are essentially, like, even better Wiimotes. I'm yeah. sure that'll happen because they want to keep that e-store going and mm. they love repackaging their old product oh, yeah. and selling it again. Oh, so man. I'm sure there'll be HD remasters of if, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. If they did HD an HD of, remaster of the Metroid Prime trilogy that they released. Yeah. Oh, my God. You wouldn't see me ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to find a new managing those editor. Were, <laughs> those, were, those were great games. I'm sure. And I'm sure that'll happen. I hope Guaranteed. so. Because it feels like this actually this is a good transition. Uh, Nintendo did a direct last mm. uh, last night. Oh yeah, I forgot well, to two nights ago. What they said, yeah. um, and there was a feeling of it that felt like they are so much more in touch with what gamers want, mm-hmm. just in terms of the presentation, not in terms of what they showed off, just yeah. in terms of the presentation. Um, that it kind of made me think that they really want to shed that Wii U. Yeah, hundred percent. And it would be nice to see them. Like the last successful console they had was the Wii. Um, and it had some great con- games that were under underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And if they now that there's been enough time to those games are nostalgic now, mm-hmm. um, I think people would actually buy them. And there's some experiences that are worth playing. I find it hard to believe that they won't. I really don't. I hope so. But no. uh, looking forward to the future, mm-hmm. Nintendo. They're 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 direct la- uh, two nights ago. Not mm-hmm. last night. You saying last night? Mm-hmm. Um, it it was focused on the on Splatoon two and Arms mostly. Oh yeah. 
Um, there was a lot of other stuff too. Which uh, Arms was so much fun. I can't wait to play that again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they showed off a new character in Arms. Yeah. And she had, uh, I think they said like ramen arms. So it was kind of like a spring. It looked like ramen noodles. Sweet. Um, as, as you do. Yeah. yeah. Do and they have pulled pork arms as well. <laughs> hey, I mean, pork kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also showed off um, some stuff from Splatoon 2. There's going to be a new co op mode called Salmon Run. Um, quick rundown of some other stuff that they had. Uh, Minecraft is going to get a Switch edition because it's on everything else. Why not? Mm. Uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers, which I know you were Street super well. into. Really um, you can get your hands on that on May 26th. Sweet. Just I mean, like, it is just Street Fighter. Yeah, it's 100% just Street Fighter. But Street yeah. Fighter 2 is great. But with Violent so. Ken and for sure. Dark, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neat. And I like that you could toggle between the original graphics That's and the neat, new yeah. updated version. That's and online play. Yeah. It's... it's I would be okay um, if that if you see a lot more titles like that with that kind of aesthetic on the Switch. Because you could make a big, um, I don't want to say $60 experience, but you could make a big like budget experience with those kind of visuals that would totally be worth playing. Um, they also, Disgaea Complete coming to Switch May 23rd. Um, you're getting a Monopoly game on the Switch because there aren't enough Nintendo uh, games that can already ruin your friendships. Um, yeah. And this one's kind of cool. It's already, like, this is something that comes out all the time, but it's kind of nice to see Nintendo kind of talking about it. Uh, Namco Museum is mm-hmm. going to be there. So you can play Dig Dug and stuff like that. Cause, and Splatterhouse was another one they were showing off, too. Oh, nice. And that, that actually goes back to um, something that I said earlier where Nintendo is showing a different side of their demographic because when they showed off Namco Museum, the first thing they showed, they said, mm-hmm. play games like Splatterhouse mm-hmm. and then went into other things. Yeah. So it's like they're trying to target a different but audience. But, I mean, they put Splatterhouse out on the Wii. This isn't they did, but it's just showing that they're willing to kind of show like, hey, this game is blood and guts yeah. where they wouldn't have, it was on the Wii, but I don't remember them like talking about it like that before, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking too far into it, but uh, a couple other small things. Uh, we actually are getting um, Project Sonic, what's Sonic Forces. Um, that's coming to the Switch as well, uh, which is very interesting to me because one of the things that's been going on with the Switch uh, one of the big conversations, at least in my head, is uh, the the console's frame rate issues. Um, and if I, I just I'm curious of how Sonic would hold with a console that's been yeah up to this point, it hasn't shown that it can keep up. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying so far, you know, show me what you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd be disqualified. But I mean, it's so early in the console's run. Who <laughs> yeah, knows no, really. totally. This might be patchable issues that are going on. I'm hoping that it's not a hardware issue. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the software. With yeah. that being said, most firm, of the like games... The firmware. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. With that being said, most of the big releases have... It, there's, it's been mentioned, oh, it'll chug at certain points. And it's like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it's not. Because, um, I mean, if I could take two Sonic games with me on the go, mm-hmm. that are big budget Sonic games, like, mm-hmm. I totally... Um, Neo Geo Masterpiece is another one, and uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. I know you're looking forward to that one too. Hell yeah! No, Neo Geo Masterpieces isn't that a contradiction in terms? <laughs> you're not a fan of Metal Slug? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really, uh, think I've really played many Neo Geo games. To be honest with you, I, Metal I, Slug I liked is... the King of Fighters series. Yeah. Those were good. Oh yeah, those were good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't the Neo Geo system like the rich kid system? Yeah, because it was like a thousand dollars. Yeah, definitely. And the games were like two hundred. Yeah. Mm. 
because they were yeah. perfect arcade yeah. ports. Because it was the arcade heart. Like, literally, yeah. the games they used for the arcade system, you could plug into a Neo Geo, yeah. and they would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember they had Doom, too. Which oh, yeah. Was so really? impressive. Yeah. Was it actually like... Doom on a console? Good well, lord. Well, the Jaguar had that. <laughs> oh, the Jaguar. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Yeah, yeah. The, the very... Jaguar was not such a rich system. Yeah, yeah, Jaguar yeah. was just a nonsense system. That yeah, 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 like, yeah, But it's 64 bits. Do the math, Cody. That's <laughs> more. <laughs> Didn't they just like throw in two thirty? No, it was like two a thirty-two bit thing, and then two sixteen bit things. And they weren't even connected; they're just in the casing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what was like a sound chip? <laughs> <laughs> it was like I guess you could add these together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. It really wasn't like it wasn't a two sixty-four bit system. Um, another thing they showed off was Rayman Legends Definitive Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, Fate. Extilia, the Umbral Star. That's another one that I'm sort of curious about going back to the frame rate issues because mm-hmm. it's sort of like a Dynasty Warriors-esque yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, game. And the one that I'm really excited for, they showed off, um, it's called Battle Chasers Night War. Mm-hmm. It's based off Jap- Battle Chasers, which is a com- comic book, but it mm-hmm. seems like this like really cool, sprawling, top-down RPG, which is mm-hmm. historically that's been my jam. So. Yeah. I am so excited. I think the uh, last top-down RPG I completed was uh, Mario RPG. That's a good one, too. I mean, it was good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but that's just, I think, the last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then to show that the uh, the 3DS isn't forgotten, they showed off uh, Hey Pikmin. That's the, the side-scrolling Pikmin game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks fun. Uh, there's going to be three Kirby games. Um, Ever Oasis. This is going straight from our uh, news piece that's mm. on CGMagOnline.com, written by Tyler Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, Monster Hunter Stories, which is a different s- spin on the Monster Hunter series. Uh, bye bye, Box Boy. Um, and one that I'm really excited for, um, RPG Maker. Hmm. Uh, so this actually lets you build your own RPG story and share it with people and play RPGs as that's, well. I mean, that's a cool idea, but that sounds so time consuming I feel like it's going to be very time consuming and I also feel like there's going to be a lot of garbage through yeah. there well it's also like why don't you have novel maker too you know what I mean like Microsoft Word <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like it just, I just feel like yeah like who's going to play all those RPGs yeah. I mean it would be something to like Mario, into Mario levels I get that's yeah. Like, yeah okay I'll yeah. play a dozen Mario levels right now it's true I, I, like, uh, if I got RPG maker I'd play two maybe maybe <laughs> maybe yeah. yeah. Well, you're also a busy guy. It's true. And I don't really do RPGs. <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. I, like, I would totally... If I had more time, yeah. that would be something I'd probably play a lot. Mm. Um, but then you'd also wonder, like, how different would they be? Because yeah, the big thing about RPGs is, like, there's there's cool different mechanics and things mm. like that. Like, if I wanted to, I could play a dozen of, like, random RPGs that I'll play the same for free on my on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's It seems cool, though. Cool. After you crapped on it and made me not ex- as excited. There's also <laughs> a bunch of... <laughs> weird concept to me. Like, how long would it take to design an RPG <laughs> and how many people are really... Yeah. Gonna, yeah. You know? There's also... They, they announced three new Amiibos as well. So, Nintendo is Yay. targeting your wallet. Actually, not that much because they canceled the NES Maker. Yeah. Or NES Maker. NES Classic. <laughs> they better make an SNES Classic. That's all I'm saying. I would hope so. Yeah. But that's it for game news. All right. 
Yeah, some of that, that movie I news. I do have some movie news. So first up, did you guys watch that Thor trailer? It's okay. Oh, I am not looking so excited. Fun. I'm not looking forward to it. It looks so uh, fun. The cool thing is actually seeing like Hulk in the armor. Yeah, totally. That was cool. Aside from that, I don't really care. Oh, it looks super fun. And to be clear, like I, the Thor movies are by far my least favorite. So I'm shocked oh, really? that I'm excited about it. Yeah, but now I like the aesthetic of it. It looks like fun, unlike those previous Thor movies. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's by Taika Waititi. He's a great director. I'm all for it. That's fair. I'm all for it. All right. Next up. Uh, I had Josh Brolin got signed on to play Cable in Deadpool 2. I'm amazed they haven't cast that thing fully yet because yeah. that thing comes out soonish, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. Is it? No. Uh, like, I thought it was like late this year, wasn't it? No, definitely it's not. not. Okay. Definitely they not. They only did the teaser trailer for it. Yeah. But okay. that was like a thing they shot independently. That oh, was it okay? Anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like the teaser trailer said, "coming soon at some point," sort of thing. I don't okay. even know if they have a release date locked in on that yet. But uh, anywho, um, that seems like good enough casting. I'm a big fan of Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's got to you know he's got to be grizzled and do one-liners, and Josh Brolin can do both those things. So yeah, yeah. That's I'm, I'm down with that, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good foil for uh, Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, yeah. yeah. I think that'll be think good. Straight man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Dolph Lundgren has been ca- uh, cast to play King Nearest, a secondary villain in Aquaman. So, Yay. oh, big exciting times. They're getting, they're landing big names over there at Warner Brothers. Yeah. Hey, Dolph. hey, yeah. hey! He was Ivan Drago. Show some respect. He was, but he also made Kindergarten Cop two he, recently. Is all I'm saying. He killed Apollo Creed. Yeah, listen. I got no problem with Dolph Lundgren. Do- sorry, Doctor PhD Dolph Lundgren. But yeah, he he has a like in, in math. Yeah, bio, no, isn't it biophysics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, something, biophysics. Something really impressive. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting that that was that happened. Um, also, they finished uh, rap production on the Punisher Netflix series uh, this week. So. They did one of those. Okay. And I love that's that on the way. Sneakily put that out. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's coming. Yeah, which, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought he was a good Punisher. And I just, like, it's just with them being wholesaling. I don't need, do I need to watch eight, eight, 12 hours of Punisher? I mean, I kind of get it, but anyway. I um, feel like <laughs> he already ran his course in the, like, half season of Daredevil. Yeah, me too. <sighs> Because the problem with the Punisher is he just becomes a vigilante that just kills a lot of people. Yeah, and there are no, like, <coughs> iconic Punisher storylines no, or villains. Well, I mean, the Venom, him, like, crossover battle thing. I yeah, know they're not doing that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was big in the 90s. Yeah, that was fun. And, and there was those, and there was the, like, Punisher kills the Marvel yeah. Universe. That was fun. But is that just a thing they obviously. do for every character that kills the Marvel Universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Max line was interesting, but that they're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's weird. Oh, that's true. The Punisher Max line's really good, but yeah. But I just no think way. that, like, yeah, it's way too you had a character that was fully explored in half a season from top to bottom. I don't think yeah. there's much else you can do. And, like, why would you want to ruin that? Like, yes, you can argue after he left that season, the, the that, that season of Daredevil kind of went downhill. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, unless he – I was going to say unless he kills a kingpin, but even then I don't really think that's worth it. I just feel like he's – they did their job with him. Um, and I know that's not really the comic book way. You want to milk it. He was the most popular character on that show. So, of course, they're going to milk it. Yeah, uh, a lot of people were still talking about Kingpin. Yeah, and he's not going to get a spinoff. Because <laughs> Kingpin doesn't really do anything other than, like, 
just do crime things. I will say one of my favorite and also, episodes. They sell a lot of Punisher t-shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's no Kingpin t-shirts. No, not selling like Kingpin not. suits. I will not. say one of my favorite episodes in Daredevil though was in I think it was season one when they explored like his background, oh, like, yeah, what happened fantastic. his upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was that's good. good. But I don't want to watch the entire thing of. Hey, you ruling the city again? <laughs> yep, still sitting. Yeah, you're telling me you don't want to watch like a Sopranos esque series with? Yeah, like, yeah it's not going to be that good. And also, uh, they need Kingpin to be a villain yeah. throughout the because they don't have any other big villains for the rest of it. Yeah, so they're going to need him. Uh, ninjas, uh, faceless ninjas. Yeah, and the also they'll need hand. And also, they <laughs> yeah, also they faceless also, ninjas. Yeah, yeah, and then they also need Kingpin to be villains of all the other Marvel Netflix yeah. series. So, do they have Doctor Doom? I'm just curious. Uh, not that no, I'd see no, him. No, that's not. Fox. That's Fox? No, didn't yeah. they give the rights back to Marvel for... Um... Doctor Doom? No, they were trying to do a trade at one point, but they didn't end up getting Doctor Doom. Because okay. yeah. Doctor Doom is also a foil for the Avengers. For sure. But, the pro- but um, first appeared in Fantastic Four, and Fox owns everything that's within Fantastic Four. Ah. So they have Galactus as well. Ah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not good news. No, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. But... Um, the uh, what was I gonna say? Um, uh, anyway, well, actually, I now that I'm just thinking about that Punisher Max series, yeah, maybe it could be good. Cause but the thing is, great. I don't. It seems too dark even for Netflix. Well, yeah, there's some s- corners they wouldn't do, but that just did remind me that just that like take and that tone they could do good stuff with. But I could see that. Anyway, who knows. But also, that wasn't a very... It wasn't read by a lot of people. It just was a good series. No, definitely not. But I mean... But that is, like, yeah. the most iconic thing yeah. they could do with Punisher. That's so. not some weird crossover with he's fighting someone else. Yeah, or exactly. Being, or wasn't he Captain America for a little while? It's possible. Yeah. I can't keep track. It's so weird. All right. Next up. Um, this one I'm super excited about. Uh, Mike Flanagan, who made Oculus and the recent Ouija movie that was really good. Excuse me. And Hush over at Netflix, most importantly. Oh, he yeah, uh, signed a deal this week that he's going to be doing a uh, mini series of The Haunting of Hell House. For oh, Netflix, awesome. Which, okay. Sorry, Hill House. Those are two very different things. Haunting of Hell House is a uh, corny exploitation movie. Yes. The Haunting of Hill House is uh, the classic Shirley Jackson right. uh, haunted that they made the movie The Haunting out of. I didn't like that movie. The I original one? The no, movies? no, the remake. Oh, yeah, no, the remake's garbage. Oh, yes. But the uh, the novel's wonderful, and the original 50s movie's really good. And it's just a really, yeah, it's just, like, probably the great haunted house story. So I would actually love to see it done as a miniseries, particularly by someone as talented as Mike Flanagan. I mean, to be fair, I like doing bad scares. horror. Like, what yeah. was that, um, what was the, what was that really bloody... Black uh, Dark Castle movie, the the um House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, yeah, I like that movie. Oh yeah, it's, it's not a blast. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, and I got a big kick out of House yeah. on Haunted Hill. For the sure. sequel's bad. Yes, very much so. I mean, like it makes no sense. Yeah, Haunted, House on Haunted Hill is that amazing opening with the roller coaster that yes. like has the fake car, so it looks like the people on the car in front of you fly off the track and explode. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan of that one, and. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Shirley Jackson's, Johnson's, uh, Shirley Jackson's Haunting of Hill House is a seminal uh, horror novel, and Mike Flanagan is my favorite contemporary horror director. So this is a big deal. Okay. And I can't wait. I'm down for it. And that's um, going to be on Shutter. That's going to be on Netflix. Netflix. It's Along with everything else. And it's being produced by Amblin, which is cool. I'm glad they're still around. And finally, this is, like, barely even news, but uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, said, like, kind of tossed off in an interview recently 
that he's been taking meetings with Lucasfilm uh, discussing possibly him making a Star Wars movie. Huh. Which would be super exciting. Well, that would be pretty cool. It would be, be one of the standalone things, obviously. The trilogy will be long over by the time his came out. But um, the thing that I can't mm. get out of my head is that I know of the standalone movies that they talked about that were in development, they mentioned that, I mean, all the ones that were rumored, two of them have already come to pass, and that, like, the Han Solo solo movie and yeah. the Death Star Plans movie. And the other two they discussed were Boba Fett, which I can't imagine Guillermo del Toro doing, but the Yoda movie. I could see him doing that. Which I really yeah. could imagine him doing, and oh my god, that would be incredible. Would and be. I hope he does the Yoda movie right now. I just... Yeah. And I know they're working on Frank Oz's yeah. said that they are, so... There is... Now, I'm going to I'm gonna sound very uninformed here for a second. There mm. is a character in the extended universe of Yaddle. Star Wars. Mm. No. No, it's not Yaddle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's only Yaddle, but it's a Yaddle yeah. movie. Uh, she is almost like... I, I can't remember her name, and it's going to bother me, but she's kind of like the epitome of like all evil force and in the universe. And... Um, like to the point where I think she can actually like take the form of anything and anyone like that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I can't remember her name, but there's a pretty cool comic that followed her with uh, Luke Skywalker trying to like take her out. And like, I don't oh, think, cool. I don't think he even could. Yeah. There are actually some theories that like maybe she was who, um, uh, snowed. Yeah. Yeah. Snowed. Uh, but anyway, that would be, I could see something like that really benefiting, yeah, uh, Del Toro because okay. it's a very, uh, kind of like grotesque and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think he could have a lot of fun visually with that for sure. Or if he made like a Jabba the Hutt movie. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great too. Yeah, <laughs> anything like, with a lot of puppets. Yeah, be great at. Um, yeah, or like a can or a cantina movie. These sorts of things. Yeah, these are the things I'd like Guillermo del Toro to do. Yeah. I, I uh, wish I, I could I remember her name. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just excited that that's even that they're even speaking to people like him and sussing out their ideas. Yeah, because thus far it's all been kind of. Like, I like all the filmmakers they've gotten, but yeah, yeah. they've been sort of smaller people who are working their way up in the industry as mm -hmm. opposed to a Guillermo del Toro or something exactly. that's very distinct aesthetic and would do something very different with Star Wars. So, anyway, like I said, that's incredibly... Yeah, like, that's just him saying he's taking meetings. Everyone takes meetings with everybody, but eh, just as a nice thing to think about. That could be fun. And that's the end of movie news. All right, and we will take a quick break, thank our friends over at Comic Bento, and we'll be right back. Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always $5 short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Past. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next Comic Bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next Comic Bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next Comic Bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. And we are back. I found the name. Okay. Of I'm sure the, the world was waiting in the Star Wars universe okay. that I would like Guillermo mm -hmm. del Toro to uh, to direct. Uh, her name is Abeloth, and I'll give you a little bit of a rundown of her backstory so you can see what kind of uh, what kind of character she is. So she actually took like she was born 
uh, like she took, like she was around. She, I, I don't think she ever died. So she was around over a hundred thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. So that was a few hundred years before well, the Battle of Yavin. That was that was in the like actual trilogies. Anyway, uh, she was uh, lived like she was on like a planet where like a father was warring with a son and daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, they became part of a loving family. And she was mortal, but like the father, son, and daughter weren't weren't they were immortal, and they she was growing old and they weren't, and then like in her distress, she went to the thing called the pool of knowledge, okay, which corrupted her, and transformed her into this like Phil described as Lovecraftian. I think that's very uh-huh. fair, uh, kind of like evil monster, um, and when father discovered this crime he departed the planet le- uh, and his children left and she was stranded okay um so then she kind of just like goes insane let's and see this scary picture oh yeah no, she's kind of gross whoa that is yeah that's oh. some weirdness going on there so um she's like tentacle hands and like oh. sharp teeth and ooh. yeah baraka teeth and yeah. you could tie it into the uh the new trilogy because in the in her story uh jason solo who oh. I guess you could argue is uh, Kylo Ren now. I know it's not Jason, but well, this is we're talking about like essentially fan fiction. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, when he went to the dark side, uh, he awoke Avaloth, and crap went down. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty cool arc. Anyway, cool. I just thought that would be something that would be really cool because she's very twisted, and mm-hmm. it could fall into. I think that could really play to. But I think they've already said that most of the extended universe is now gone. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't bring it back as something else. Like, oh yeah, this novel doesn't exist anymore, but this can be a movie. Character could still be. Yeah, Yeah. they could do something different with the character. Yeah, totally. Anyway, Phil, you've been Uh, seeing some movies. I did. I saw a very uh, important cinematic event this week. Clearly, Um, the Fate of the Furious. Yes, I've been seeing your tweets. Long, (laughs) long long-awaited eighth chapter of the Fast and Furious saga, the first chapter of a trilogy that will conclude this narrative. You're you're kidding. It's a trilogy. Oh, yeah, it's the plan. Of course. Yeah, of course. Well, they got to go to 10. They got to go to 10. They got to go to 10. Yeah. That's the plan. Every year? Is it just going to be one next year, the one that you have? No, no, no. They take a year, two, two years. you got to plot these things. Oh, yeah, out. of course. Yeah. So, you know, so Vin Diesel's going to be in his, like, late 50s? Or something like that. Yeah, okay. of course. Sure. Yeah. Why not? see now? Oh, he's way older than you think. Yeah, he's uh, not young. 1967. So that's 40. Yeah, 50. He's 50. Yeah, yeah. He turns 50 this year, this July. Yeah. Wow. 50. Yeah. He is so. a mountain of a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> he truly is. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this was a very, very exciting, very exciting film. Um, uh, where to begin? So, it's been an exciting ride for these Fast and Furious people. They started as street racers. They turned into uh, thieves. They then became a sort of like working-class Ocean's Eleven, going around the world doing international heists uh, that attracted the U.S. government, at which point they became secret government operatives, <laughs> at which point now they just are government operatives, kind of, on contract. So now they're basically like James Bond, a team of James Bonds. What a life they've lived. Yeah, oh, it's incredible. It's incredible what they've accomplished in 16 short years. <laughs> and um, so, uh, 
we we pick up this movie uh, with Vin in Cuba, um, checking out booties, driving sweet rides, this Aww, sort of thing. yeah. And he's with uh, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, okay. who no longer has amnesia. They cleared that up in the last yeah, movie. Yeah, they did. So yeah, it was a very big plot point. Yes, so their love is big and their yeah. love is strong. And uh, he does a ra- he does a drag race with someone that's trying to threaten his cousin, and then after winning Still? the race, okay. yeah, and then after winning the race, he should have won this guy's car, yeah. but instead, he just wanted his respect, so he just took his respect instead. <laughs> and it was really it was really moving. Okay, and yeah. um, so he's got a new buddy in Cuba now, which is great. Yeah, of course. And then after that, uh, Charlize Theron shows up, and uh, she tells him that she's he's she's got a secret so big that Vin's going to have to turn against his family. <laughs> and I, for one, was like, no way. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way that's going to happen. But she showed him something on a phone, a phone, and sure enough, he turned against his family real quick <laughs> um, and was involved in uh, an international plot that she had to try and steal some nukes so that she she could have nukes as a super hacker. Um, and, and so that means, yeah, the family splintered. Vin's gone against them. But fortunately... Um, the Rock's around now, so The Rock takes up father figure duty with the group. That's good. Someone has and to step up. Totally, yeah. And yeah. Kirk Douglas is there, too, because he's the one that, like, bankrolls their international okay. uh, spy operations now. Um, and uh, Not the so, government. So that's a big plus. Well, they're not officially the government. Uh, they're like okay. the yeah. black ops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Clearly, yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're not part of anything. But Does he still wear his sunglasses? You know, he's up that hoop, super gunny? Of course. <laughs> of course he has Does his he sunglasses ever? on all the time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. And this time he also has Scott Eastwood, so Scott Eastwood can go to action scenes and Kurt just needs to show up and smirk and tell one-liners, and it's great. It's perfect. <laughs> and so they assemble the team, but they're like, they're, they're still down members because they not only have lost Vin, my God, but Paul Walker is retired. He's not dead in the series, retired. And okay. you'd think that, like, since he's not dead and such extraordinary circumstances and he has such strong ties with Vin, they'd be like, we should go get Paul Walker. But they all said, no, we decided he's out and we're going to respect Did they that. actually say that? Yeah, they did. <laughs> So they're respecting that, and they're leaving him to raise a family. So um, they need, but they need someone to fill a hole. So they decide, I know who can fill a hole. Let's get Jason Statham, the guy that was the villain from the last movie, to try to kill everybody. And at first, the Rock's like, no way. But they make friends. They do it real <laughs> quick too. And uh, so okay. that's the new team, and they got to take Vin down. And then, like at some point, we're gonna find out what possibly could. How could he make, betray his what family? What possibly could make Vin betray his family? <laughs> And we find out it makes sense. It makes sense. I can see why he did that. So, um, it's a big. It's deep. Yeah, it's another big silly soap opera again. One of the more ridiculous ones. Um, they spent something in. The, it's rumored like some. It's rumored that they spent somewhere between two hundred fifty million and three hundred million dollars on this. Jesus. And the Christmas. Uh, beyond the fact that obviously the, the stars are getting paid way more money than they should. Um, it, like, it doesn't surprise me. This is probably, like, pound for pound the most action-packed Fast and Furious movie. They do some crazy stuff in it. There's, like, a huge section in New York where uh, Charlie's Theron's super ha- hacker uh, starts taking over, um, like, automatic driving systems in cars. And so she sends a swarm of, like, hundreds of cars uh, against this guy. Oh, it's fantastic. And, yeah, they're just, like, they're driving out of, like, parking garages them, right? to crash people. Well, I mean, it's Vin Diesel. Of course he's going to outdrive them. <laughs> and um, you can't trust machines to do a man's exactly, job. That's exactly. It's a meta-narrative there. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and then there's, like, a huge submarine chase. And Does she control the submarine? The action was amazing. Uh, okay, of course. Of course. She's, 
She's a really good hacker. Okay. That's not really how hackers work. She's but okay. a really good hacker. That's not how hackers work. Really good hacker. That's, that's so, but, what if, but, but Brendan, what if you're a really good hacker? She's a really hacker. good hacker. That's, and, that's not and how cars work. And she, has, and she has a team of hackers with her. Um, yeah, and you know they're just, good. And you know they're good because they all type really fast. Yep. And they all have very elaborate haircuts. And a lot that's, of side shaves. That's how you know. Well, I mean, you know they're good because they hijacked yeah. a submarine without exactly. entering it. 100%. An old, like, Cold War submarine, too, that presumably has no internet access. <laughs> actually, um, if it was from World War II, didn't they actually use the internet? No, then? that was Cold War, not World War II. Oh. They did not have Arcanet during World War II. I don't know. They barely yeah. had computers. Yeah. So, no, they did not have Arcanet. Yeah. I so caught my... Cold War wasn't a war. Yeah. Got my time periods mixed up. I'm sorry. I know. It's okay. It's okay. So, anyway... Um, there's no coincidence that I like this a lot, and that was great. <laughs> um, it uh, Does it I, make any sense? I mean, as much as these movies do, sure. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it okay. any less sense than previous movies. No, 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 definitely not. Um, I did feel like I've I've seen a lot of people have been a little bit down on this one because it didn't have the emotional pull of Furious Seven, but that was I think I, I mean number one, that's impossible to repeat unless like The Rock died. You know what I mean? Yeah. And number two, um, I also found that was kind of overrated. Who um, had dying? No, uh, Paul Walker. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, they all kind of blend together. I, I totally understand. Um, and he didn't die. He just retired. But oh, it was yes. still very emotional. Yes, with that l- the long song. <laughs> exactly. With the, like, really weird in CGI. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was creepy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was weird. But the world loved it. And I've seen a lot of people complain there's nothing on that emotional level. I agree, but to be honest, that doesn't bother me. I don't really want emotions in my Fast and Furious movie. I find no, that no, clearly, overly that's complicates the wrong place, things. Yeah, yeah I find it overly complicates things. Um, I think it moves like a bullet. Um, F. Gary Gray, who directed it, I thought did a really good job with the action. He did the Italian Job remake, oh, so okay. he's so he's yeah. done action before. But he also his first movie was Friday, um, the the oh, Ice Cube yeah, stoner comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, so he did, it, it's very very funny now. There is a pro. There, there is a thing here where, like, with movies like Fast and the Furious, um, or specifically yeah. the most recent ones, starting with Fast Five, they are hysterical, but they're hysterical because there's a naive quality to yeah. them where they're not. It's not always intentional. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. Mm. And I've always been worried that as they get bigger and bigger and bigger, people will start pushing the irony and winking yeah. a little too much. And this one does start to inch toward that. Um, in particular, uh, The Rock and uh, Jason Statham yeah. and Kurt Russell are given a lot of really winky comedy to do. It borders towards too much. Is like it kind of Expendables level type stuff? Yeah, it's along that line. Okay. Yeah. Um, it borders towards too much, but I think they I think they just barely got away with it, and mm. it's still a nice mixture of, we know this is a joke, but at the same time, look at this, and yeah. you decide how to respond. Yeah. Um, I got a big kick out of it. I thought, like, in particular, and then, of course, at the center of all, Vin Diesel does not have an ironic bone in his body and he's playing completely sincere he actually cries at one point which was amazing <laughs> it was amazing i didn't think he was capable of it That's it was incre- yeah. it was incredible i, I didn't think he, i yeah. didn't think it was humanly possible i know like, he's it, vin diesel he's i know built of, like granite he's too powerful yeah but no he even even vin can <laughs> cry um and uh the 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 like buddy bond the buddy like hate slash bonding relationship of jason tatham the rock was fantastic so how why does that work because doesn't didn't he hate him so much that want to destroy everything that he was yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah so the first at first they're put in prison together um the rock gets sent to prison purposely or just um 
like 50 50 and um he uh and and they like are putting themselves across from each other and just talking trash nonstop. that doesn't seem like a thing that happened and then they end up both breaking out at the same time um like breaking like the while chasing each other and they do a great job breaking out and you can tell they're both really impressed by each other at the end of the breakout and then the rock finds out that before jason statham became an international thief yeah he was once a secret agent and he was doing a, a secret ops mission and that he was then arrested for. And because the government had to deny accountability, he was, like, stripped of everything that he had and was forced to move to the other, wrong side of the law. So now that the Rock saw his military record, he respects him. This is stupid. And then they work well together. Didn't, they, didn't he kill Han so he can't ever love him? I mean, you think, but... But then again, Han might be coming back according to... <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? The important thing is... Well, and also, it's easy... You have to remember that... Uh, Jason Statham also has a brother who was wrong. So he's a family man, too, so he understands family. <laughs> so he can fit into the family very well as a result of that. You also meet their mother, Luke Evans, and, and uh, Jason Statham's mother's time. She's played by Helen Mirren. Does it with a Cockney accent. And spectacular. And no I can't wait. I'm so happy she's part of this franchise now. That's going to work out really well. And, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was one of the most uh, entertainingly stupid of these movies okay. um, I would probably I would definitely put it it's, it's Fast Five remains the pinnacle may always well, be the pinnacle was that the one with the jet uh, no that was six okay that was six Fast Five was the one with the bank vault oh right down yeah, the street yeah, yeah one okay. in Brazil and the one with the fight between the rock and they Vin literally where they all threw each other together. through walls and stuff Fast Five is, is it's the highlight trust me okay um, and uh, so I put I would put it right up there with yeah, uh, with like seven. I mean, basically five, six, seven, eight. They're on another league from the first four, yeah. and uh, it's just as good as well, those right. ones Tokyo were. Tokyo Drift existed. Yes, totally. Yeah, the best one. Yeah, it's totally not the best <laughs> one. Nice try. <laughs> nice try. That was, that was three. My little sarcastic. It wasn't without its charms. That. that was three. Tokyo Drift was three. Four was the one where it's Paul Walker. Yeah, and, and it was no, just called, four was just called Fast and Furious. That's why it gets confusing. So what so was it was fast, which, it was, it was the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious. That's the one with, fast like, Tyrese. And, exactly. Okay. And Ludacris. Um, fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. And then Fast and Furious was what brought the original gang back together, and they did a heist in Mexico. It was the first heist movie. So they were taking out drug dealers. Oh, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. That one was not great. Not great either, no. And then Fast Five is when the magic happened. And when they just, like, screw it. It's when everything went crazy. Yeah. yeah it was brilliant. Um, so I think this is right up there with the last four. Um, I think this franchise is moving along beautifully. I can't wait till because this is the Star Wars of the final yeah. Fast and Furious trilogy. So the next one's The Empire Strikes Back. So that's going to be the dark middle chapter. Very excited. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait because there were some twists in this. Oh. Let me tell you. So I can't wait to see where they're going with it. Mm-hmm, and clearly. then I'm my only hope is that the people behind these movies and I trust them implicitly because oh, what they're doing they're, they're clearly they're gods, doing the Lord's among filmmakers they're doing the Lord's work <laughs> and I just hope that they realize how ne- necessary it is that we bring in Nicolas Cage to be the final villain the, clearly, the final yeah. film he's the one that controls everything exactly right? he's the, the mastermind exactly yeah. he's been there all along how he's disappointed are you going to be if he's not I'm not I mean like I don't even want to think about that right now <laughs> it's his dream and yeah you have to just kind of look at the eyes of the prize. Yeah. Like, I, he's, like, it's not going to be in the second one. What I'm hoping is going to happen is there's going to be either a surprise appearance of Nicolas Cage in the next one to mm. announce his villain status or a post-credit scene. Now, now I have an important question for you. Mm. Long hair Nicolas Cage or short hair Nicolas no, Cage? No, you got to give him a wig. No, ponytail. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like slick back ponytail. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like basically, like. Do we want to give him a goatee too? Yeah, yeah. What I want is vintage Steven Seagal. Okay. But Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going okay. for here. Um, Do you want and, him wearing like monk robes at all time as well? Um, no, he should have more movement okay. available to okay. him. Yeah, no, but I mean, he'll be in a suit. Yeah, a suit. So a tailored suit, like a black tailored, tailored suit, suit yeah. but I'd like a Texas tie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, um, I yeah, like all that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel this. I could feel this. Hundred percent. So they've got like four years to put this together, yeah. and I'm hoping they do. I mean, Nicolas Cage will say yes to everything. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it's been a long time since he's done a major Hollywood blockbuster action movie, but just long enough that it would be exciting again. Yeah. Because there was a period there National was like treasure. Where there was two. a period there was like how many of these are gonna exist, but it's been a while. It's been all direct to VOD for like the last five years. Well, and some of them were really bad. Are you Horrible. telling me that National Treasure is not in fact a National Treasure? No, no, that was before his dark period. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because I really like that movie. Oh, I totally. Like, won't hear oh, yeah. No, it's just anything. been a little while ago. So, um, so this would be like his comeback to action movies. He did like a lot there, of Christian movies. There are so while. many reasons. Yeah, he did the and one ghost, Christian movie and ghost story movies. Yeah, yeah Ghost Rider. Weird small ones. Ghost Rider's a little while ago. Yeah. That's true. I, to me, it's not that long. Ago. I know. There, <laughs> I mean, it's current in all our hearts. Yeah, goes without saying. It's, yeah. it's deep with us. Hundred percent. So, um, yeah. So I'm just hoping that they put that together. Mm-hmm. I mean, Travol- Travolta would be nice too, but I'm not. Like, I'm not depending on that. Yeah, uh, that he might be, little, Cage he might, might be a little yeah. bit too much. Yeah, it would just you're be a asking nice thing. too much. It would be a nice thing, but maybe Schwarzenegger. I don't know. I so don't, maybe don't know what they want. Maybe do. what they could do for the final act is yeah. like face off too. Pretty much. That's what yeah. I'm hoping for. Yeah. yeah. So Travolta's going to be on the good side. And yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or like the what Fast would, and the Furious. Or you know what would be great? Off. What would be great would be is now that I'm I've, I've really I'm putting this together. Yeah. Now, is that Travolta will be the villain of the next one? Oh yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he will actually just tear his face <laughs> off, and rip it right off, and Nick Cage will be underneath. I'll be like, gotcha. <laughs> and then I'll go to black, and then that's, he'll be the villain of the next one. There yeah. you go. Yeah, you go. I like so that. That's a free idea from the producers of the Fast and Furious. They can take that. <laughs> well, clearly yeah. they're listening right now. Yeah, totally. So it'll be like in they're Mission Impossible fans. when they take the fake mask off, yeah. except blood. It'll like rip. He'll yeah. be like ripping it off. Yeah, yeah, he's ripping an actual face off. Yeah, he'll take his face off. Exactly. Yeah. We can only hope. So have you seen anything else this week? Um, yeah, I did. There nothing really worth getting into. Um, like I guess saw one like British wartime comedy with. Bill Nighy and Gemma Arterman that was like okay, okay. and um, and I, well, the best thing I saw was a movie called uh, Black Codes, a documentary about um, all of the governments monitoring their citizens through sure. their internet devices and also citizens weren't doing like activist journalism mm. through the same thing and um, it was good I mean it, it, yeah they covered a lot of like they did everything yeah. on Syria a lot of stuff on how the Chinese government uh, relentlessly produce, uh, follows anyone that has any sort of links to Tibet. Really? In really frightening ways. Wow. Yeah, definitely. And um, and then, yeah, like uh, a lot of, like, there's been a renegade journalist activist group in uh, in Brazil just con- uh, concentrated yeah. purely on, like, police brutality. So it's really interesting. It's a little state of affairs, um, covered a lot of ground. Yeah. And the only real issue with it is they didn't really draw any conclusions or pull things together. But ultimately, like, what can you do at this point? It right? exists. Like, this is all just yeah. we're all figuring out exactly what exactly. to do with this. But, yeah, if you want to get paranoid and put some tinfoil on your head, check out Black, co- Black Code. Okay. That'll help get you in there. But, I mean, really, like, this week's all about the fate of the Furious. And yeah. Which, yeah. Go. which, by the way, do you guys notice that, because it, it took me a long time, 
that the reason it's called the fate of the furious beyond the fact that there are indeed discussions of fate in the movie is that that's an f8 pun for the yeah. eighth movie. Oh, God damn it. So, it's the, it's, so I'm disappointed that they didn't actually put the fate with the F8 yeah. of the Furious in the title. You almost actually had your review published with the F8. Cause I, I thought put that's those what in there a couple intent. times. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. that you guys would do it. I but, didn't. I'm uh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Gotta just, boost that SEO. Totally. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I totally get it. I just wanted to share that with people because it took me a long time to notice. <laughs> and when I did, it was like, guys are even better than I thought you were. Well, they, they are clearly geniuses. They know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So anyway, yeah, this... The summer, summer movies season's officially here. No, it's over. This yeah. is it. Yeah, it's true. That's it's the Can anything here. really compete? Is there a Marvel yeah, movie this summer? It doesn't, yeah, doesn't matter. Definitely. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. It can't Guardians compete. of the Galaxy 2. Oh, right. Yeah. But it can't compete. But it's not going to be. I mean, it's no. <laughs> it's it's going to be. It's all downhill from like here. A silly movie comparatively. You know? Yeah. Mm, of course. This is art. Child's Play. That's just, yeah, that's that's a fun movie. This yeah. is art. This is true art. This is, yeah. yeah. You guys <laughs> been playing anything? I've been playing more Persona 5. I don't think we need to talk about Persona this morning, Literally forty five <laughs> hours. In. I don't. I don't nice. think we need to talk more Persona. I, I played know. a game. It's topical. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I Have don't you played anything, Phil? I really feel. Nope. No. Okay. I really feel we should get more into what person I'm dating in Persona. I. <laughs> I. Brendan. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> we, I, I'm, I'm trying to take the. I'm trying to take the punk doctor right now, but I'm also kind of have a thing with the teacher, and. The, the prep school. That's like gross, the, by the way. You're a student. Yeah, it's her fault, not mine. Uh, <laughs> also have a thing going on with this journalist and the student council president. Look at you. You're just... Brendan in the game <laughs> is just, like, all about, like, going on random dates to, mm-hmm. like, parks mm-hmm. and, like, areas with ducks Ooh, are. Scandalous. Mm-hmm. Wait, it. you can date your teacher in public? It's not, like, a taboo? Like, don't no, no. tell anyone? She comes, in a, she comes as a maid because she works as a maid service. Like, not a... Like are they actual, just not paying their teachers in Japan? Is that what's happening? Not as an actual, like, uh, like a anime-style maid. So she comes in and calls you master a lot. It's really weird. She needs money for something, a nebulous thing. Are you sure you played Persona and not a porno? <laughs> nope, Persona. Hey, Master, I really need mo- some money. I'll do anything. No, she, she kind of insults you a lot and says, why would you do this? But I need the money, so keep calling me. I'm like, this is weird. But anyways, let's talk about what you've been playing, because it's clearly better than what I've been playing. So, as everyone knows, because we're in Canada, and in Canada we play hockey. I don't. In Canada we play hockey. Cody's and weird. He doesn't... And I used to play hockey until I blew out my knee and had a lot of concussions to the point where it's affected my short-term memory. Anyway. That's, <laughs> that's not a good endorsement to hockey. It's an awesome sport played by awesome people. And okay. we are in the Stanley Cup playoffs now. And hopefully by the time this podcast goes up, the Leafs are 1-0 and against the Washington Capitals. Anyway. God, this is going to suck. the entire sucked. audience. Mm-hmm. This is going to suck to go back to. Anyway, no, that's just my lead into playing you old-time know, hockey. You've now jinxed it, right? No, I didn't. Uh, I've said worse. Um, I've, I've, um, I've been playing old-time hockey, which is a fantastic title. It's not fantastic. It's good. Um, it is developed by, I think, V7 Entertainment, Where I believe. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, but aesthetically, if you could imagine, yeah, it's V7 Entertainment. Um, 
it's very inspired by like 1970s hockey culture which okay. is just amazing it was a an era where bench clearing brawls would mm-hmm. happen on the very daily violent people no use helmets. sticks made of actual wood no helmets Philadelphia yeah flyer yeah no helmets at all yeah. this game yeah no oh. yeah. no uh, the goalies just wear like face masks and barely any equipment. Oh, it's fantastic! Is there and, blood on the ice? Oh yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, this game tries to like encapsulate that in a very like hyperbolic way. Cool. Um, but there's some there's some things in there that like as a hockey fan, like um, at the start of the game in the story mode, there's a story mode. Cool. You play as a struggling team midway through the season. You, nice. you just can't get the wins, but because uh, you're young and you don't have yeah. the grit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you have to go around like complete certain missions during the game so Do they it's have like, a team that's like this philadelphia flyers that are extra violent and intimidating i think so yeah nice uh, it's essentially the story's um slap shot yeah um so uh but it's kind of cool because uh, in the in the story mode there are um certain miss- missions that you have throughout the game so it's mm-hmm. like uh lay out a hit on their star player slash this guy um oh, that's fun yeah uh win this many fights yeah. um limit the amount of shots on like, then there's like boring stuff like limit the amount yeah. of shots stuff like that but um man it's actually really fun uh it lacks a little bit of polish mm-hmm. uh, i'm is not gonna lie team? i think so it is an indie team okay uh but weirdly enough they like manage to license some real songs like stomping tom connor's the hockey song uh, i don't know how much that goes for i i don't know but it, it's kind of cool uh, there's uh, some other ones too but like um there's a, there's a lot of like really like if you if you watch hockey and enjoy hockey culture um some real funny like nods to that era where like um like for instance like you'll get in like three bench clearing brawls in a game um another one that i kind of like because i used to play i used to be a goalie Mm -hmm. um there's a stat called save percentage which is essentially the shots saves made divided by shots taken okay average in like the NHL now would okay, be like yeah. 9.15, 0.915. Mm. Uh, at the beginning of the story mode games, they show the goalie save percentages, and they're like 0. 0.503. Oh, fun. <laughs> so it's kind of funny stuff like that. And, like, it's just a, it's a fun game that, like, harkens back to an old period in hockey that yeah. is long gone. If you go back and watch a game of hockey mm. from, like, the 70s, it's it's hardly recognizable, and this kind of captures that. It plays a lot like NHL hits. Mm. There's a couple different ways you can play. There's a classic mode that kind of plays like an old style game, where it's like two buttons. Okay. Um, and then there's advanced, uh, which is plays more like NHL. Mm. Um, I just wish that there was a little more time put into it because there are some things like my hits don't line up quite as well. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, when it shows you how to play, it gives you the advanced controls first, but it starts you off with oh weird your the basic controls like hmm. the the classic ones so i was trying to play using the controls that i thought were the right ones mm-hmm. and i just wasn't doing anything i was like okay what's happening here so then i figured it out but um overall pretty fun experience and if uh, if you're craving some hockey that's not nhl and it's the playoff season so why wouldn't you uh it's uh it might be worth a gander cool. cool i should note that it crashed a couple times should okay. probably say that but um there was an update a couple days ago that is it out is it out fully now uh out now yes okay. um but yeah so i had uh it, uh on playstation 4 and steam but it's coming for the xbox one and switch soon okay. um so yeah uh after the update that didn't happen anymore so i'd hope they'd fix that yeah yes. so uh it seems to be fixed i enjoyed it cool all right sweet 
So, I guess with that, thanks for listening, everyone. For more content like this, don't forget to check out cgmagonline.com where you can check out my Switch, or, or my Switch. I'm looking at the things that Switch. My review for Old Time Hockey, that should be coming up soon. Mm-hmm. You can read Phil's review of The Fate of the Furious. That's right. That's a pretty funny review. I recommend it. Fantastic. And I also have an article just about the appeal of the Fast and Furious yes. as well. Yes. It's also up there. That will be up there, yes. Yes, of course. Um, and, Brandon, you've done stuff. Yeah, I don't think anything's up right now. There will be some stuff going up next week, I believe. Okay. Um, cool. I mean, I did. I did the Starbreeze story. Yeah, that's that's up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I interviewed some people from Starbreeze. From like a developer, developer to actual publisher. That's kind of taking the PC world by storm. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and I had a thing on Charlie Murphy, the late great Charlie yeah. Murphy. Oh right, we didn't right. talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unexpected. Uh, well, I guess even battling leukemia, they just hadn't they hadn't know, yeah. kept that privately. But uh, yeah, it was Murphy. a real bummer. Yeah. The great Charlie Murphy. He wasn't that old either. No, was 57. 57. Yeah. yeah. That, that Only sucks. Like seven years older than Vin. I know, right? Oh, God, that's scary to think about, <laughs> isn't it? I don't want to consider Vin's mortality. Don't do that to me. <laughs> well, He's on that forever. somber note, <laughs> in our hearts, that's for sure. You can follow us on, you, you can like, subscribe, that's it, mm-hmm. on YouTube. As a side note, we actually didn't introduce ourselves mm-hmm. in this podcast. Oh, that's true. Oh, well. Well, because there was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is the switch thing. I'm Cody Orm. (laughs) Sitting with me is Phil Brown. That's right. At that Phil Brown. (laughs) And? Brendan Fry at bfry26. And, yeah, I'm at Cody underscore Orm. You follow CGMag online. That's our Twitter handle. Yeah. And that's also our YouTube channel, so you can go and click the subscribe button on that and find all of our stuffs. There's stuffs on there. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Magazine. And with that, we will see you next week. Thanks for everyone. Thanks for everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. I need to go to sleep. Bye.